Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Are you surprised the Baja men didn't have another hit? Not at all. (laughs) No, not at all. Are you? No. (laughs) That was such a great song. It was such a catchy song. Yeah. I can't say I'm floored they didn't have another one, but how about Lou Bega? No. No, not surprised. Nope. Is there any one-hit wonder that you're surprised didn't have a second hit? That's that's hard to, to answer because... How about the Rico Suave song? No, because that was just completely like... Like we didn't even want to like that. It just was everywhere, right? So you kind of, you kind of have to we, like it. We didn't even want to like it. We didn't want to like it. It's like we didn't want to like Gangnam Style, right? Oh, man, like we didn't. Was, nobody wanted uh, to like that, but you, you just couldn't help it. How about the thong song, Cisco? Well, Cisco had a, a career though. Well, him and where'd, uh, where'd it go? Drew Hill. I mean, they had platinum albums. Did, what was another hit Cisco had? Um, he had in his group Drew Hill. They had, you know, two, three platinum selling albums. No kidding, really. Yeah. Yep. 
They, they just had a lot of decent songs. They were just R and B. They were R and B. They were R and B group. And then huh. Cisco went out on his own with the thong song, thong the thong thong thong. <laughs> she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Guys like what, what, what? Make Did me, he dye his hair me, after that? Make what me happened? sing it again. <laughs> that song was huge. For it was a while. huge everywhere, everywhere. Let me see your thong. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a drop. Hashtag That's a drop, right? <laughs> this entire Hashtag drops. Me too. <laughs> oh man. Um so anyway, Gavin, our producer, he's channeling his inner grumpy Papa Bear side. Papa Bear is not grumpy in all facets, but just the ones that are on air, typically, right? Right. And so Gavin has a beef with something. What's this, Gavin? What do you have for us tonight? Okay, first off, I'd say this is my petty side coming out. Um, When I see things on Twitter that just slowly become a thing and everyone just starts repeating it, you saw it with the term slay a few years ago. (laughs) Slay. Slay, girl. And then I can't even... I, that one drives me insane. Finish your sentence, first of all. <laughs> God, you got plenty of characters. But the new one I'm seeing is washed. Basically calling someone washed up. I saw it a lot with Carmelo the last 24 uh-huh. hours. Oh, he's washed. He's so washed. Just what? You saw one guy do it, and then the next one does it, and now everyone's doing it. I don't know. It's just, I know it's petty, but come on. Just, just, I don't know. I, I don't even, I, I don't know. Okay, Obviously, right. this is like not making sense right, to anyone right. else, but to me, it's just. No, I, I, I we just, We're, we're we, trying we, to we, hold on with you. I know. It's difficult, it's but petty. go ahead. I'm, I'm acknowledging that. I just, to me, it's like, a, it, it's almost like a peer pressure thing or so. I don't know what it is, but it just this thing where people have to copy each other and I don't know, it just drives me nuts. Hmm. While we're, while we're talking about that, I, I would love to get your opinion on Carmelo Anthony Ephraim because he's not going to be back with the thunder. Of course we'll see where not. he ends up. Right. And they're going to space out his money over the course of a few years. And he, Carmelo Anthony, I've always contended. He's not as bad as his reputation would lead you to believe. People make it out to be where he is one of like, the worst players in the NBA. <laughs> they were saying Kyle Korver was better than Come him on, last man. year. You can't even. That's ridiculous. Well, Carmelo well, had to go on social media to fight for his good name with people saying Kyle Korver was better. Well, last year, I mean, that was pretty rough. But uh, That was rough last year, but not Kyle Korver is better rough. Yeah, not even last year was. Yeah, that's pretty hard to swallow. Yeah. But this he guy, was, he, he was, scores, he averages 24 points a night for his career. Yeah. But it, it just was a tough situation for him last year. Like his body and maybe his skill set was t- telling him to take a, a back seat, but his ego and his mentality was, you know, shoot first. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it just, you know, all time lows and shooting percentages points it, it just wasn't a good fit for him right he no, joined two not. other superstars and it just wasn't a good fit yeah he's had such a horrible reputation for so many years beyond last season you know 
It was just last season, for all the reasons you stated, he's playing a different position. It just didn't work, right? And now his reputation, it continues to be in the toilet. And I just have never agreed with how, to the degree that he gets crushed. Like, Nick Wright was board upping the previous show, and he was talking about Willard was making this comparison between Carmelo Anthony and Phillip Rivers. And there are some comparisons. They've had some, put up some great individual numbers, but just haven't had the team success. If you were to compare Carmelo to a player in another sport, or specifically a quarterback, I, I would actually go with Matthew Stafford, is who I would go with, Ephraim. Mm. Because I look at a guy like Matthew Stafford who has done some really impressive things individually, but he gets hammered individually far more than he should, mostly for the shortcomings of the cast around him. And I think that's pretty similar with Carmelo's career. I can go with you on that. I I, I agree with that assessment. Matthew Stafford Stafford is a, a tremendous talent. Right. Right? He leads the league in four-quarter comebacks um, since he's been in the league. But they never do anything, right? They they <laughs> never you, they, we, they never go anywhere. Yeah, and we talked about the stat. It was like a week or two. It randomly came up on our show, where what his record is against teams above five hundred is just dreadful. And it's like it's the Lions' record. It's not, right, not Stafford's his. record, right, right? Right. Yeah, but that's the way it's always spun. It's always his. It's I mean, it's always the quarterback fault. Whoever the star player is on the team, like it's been Carmelo's uh, Nuggets, Carmelo's uh, Knicks. So it's Carmelo. And then you look at parallels. You look at LeBron James and, and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, who all came into the league together with along with Carmelo Anthony, and you've seen the success that they've had, and they were able to go to teams and win championships. And, and so Carmelo's like the, the, the little cousin who's – you know, he doesn't get to go out at, at 8 o'clock. He has to be inside and, and, and the grown cousins go out and, and play or go out to the club or something like that. He's never invited to the club. Yeah. I, he, it's kind of similar to Dwight Howard because it's the same mindset when you're evaluating Carmelo as you are when you're evaluating Dwight Howard. We look right. at both of those players for what they could be, what they should be, and that's all that's focused on instead of what they've actually done well. <laughs> I think that's a shame because it's like, look at Clint Capella. Clint Capella is an actual, I wouldn't say sexy name, but his reputation is really solid. People are like, man, Clint Capella, this guy, you got to lock him up. This guy can really get it done and yada, yada. His best season is worse than Dwight Howard's worst season. <laughs> but. Clint Capella isn't viewed the same way Melo and Dwight Howard are. No, because they were superstars. They came into the league as stars. Clint Capella had to work to get there. So as he's going up, Dwight Howard's numbers are going down, right? Mm-hmm. So you're passing each other on the, the the ladder of success in opposite directions. So we don't need Dwight Howard to average – Clint Capella numbers because he been he's been getting paid like a bona fide superstar for you know over a decade. So you got to put up superstar numbers. You got to put up twenty four and twelve a year, not sixteen and ten. Sure, you sure. know. I hear you. I just think that expectations can sometimes muddy the waters of an evaluation. Yeah, of course. 
Of course. That's what it comes down to where, well, hey, you're getting paid like this guy. Or, hey, we've seen you put up better numbers and now you're not. Therefore, you suck. (laughs) And it's like, well, that's not an accurate evaluation. Or the opposite way, if you exceed the expectations, we didn't expect much of you. It'd be like, look, if the Browns win six games this year and people are expecting them to win four, we shouldn't act like they're a juggernaut. They did it. They just did a little bit better than we thought they would, they right? Made so we it. can't Yeah, we can't have eval- we can't have expectations factoring too greatly with this stuff. That's how it is though. I mean, all we have is expectations, right? You expect the Lakers to be better than they were last year, not that they have LeBron, Stevenson, Rondo, <laughs> right? You expect them to be better. Right, then 37 wins. Sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. You expect Golden State to win the championship again. Now adding yep. Boogie Cousins. We sure. expect Cleveland to be awful. Yeah, now, yeah. right? But we don't we don't know. We just we're expecting these things to happen. We expect these young quarterbacks that were drafted, we expect them to be good. Right? We expect some guys, of them. Some of them. Yeah. It's just all about expectations. I hear you. You just can't become a crazy person if the end result doesn't meet the expectations, you know? Yeah, I That's agree all with I that. ask. That's all I ask. Um, someone who always meets our high expectations, that would be Steven Sager. <laughs> Good he evening, gentlemen. Good evening. What's Steve. up, Steve? Heard you mention that we're down to essentially the final four of the World Cup on Fox. I think conversationally we can use that phrase, but absolutely not in marketing. The NCAA just <laughs> hammers people for final yeah. four usage or Elite Eight or March Madness, anything that's not directly affiliated them. So let's tread lightly, shall we? England shut out Sweden at the World Cup quarterfinals 2 nothing today. England had only a advanced to the semis once before since 1966 when it won its only World Cup title, when it was the host. Croatia on penalty kicks eliminated host Russia today. Each team had scored in the 30-minute overtime to make it 2-2. Russia is out. It had one PK stopped and then one kick that went wide. Next up for the World Cup, off until Tuesday's semifinal on Fox TV, Belgium against France. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. To Major League Baseball on Fox TV, part of the country seeing Dodgers Angels scoreless in the fourth, part seeing the Nationals and Max Scherzer tied 3-3 with the Marlins top of the fifth, and part of the country seeing the Royals shutting out David Price and the Red Sox 3-0 in the top of the fourth. The A's won in 11 innings, 6-3 at Cleveland. Earlier, it was uh, the Yankees, an 8-5 win at Toronto. Luis Severino now 14-2 for the Yankees. Detroit beat Texas and Cole Hamels 7-2. Atlanta got a 5 one win at Milwaukee. And Brian, especially a name that you will remember fondly, I was thinking of this afternoon because he pitched Jeff Samarja, a four-year wide receiver for your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I looked up his stats. His last two years of the four-year career with the Irish, each year he had over 75 catches and over 1,000 yards. His senior year he was on that Brady Quinn team, our co-worker now, who started 10-1. and And as a six foot five, two hundred forty pound wide receiver, he went into baseball and now pitched today for the Giants. He's in his eleventh year of Major League Baseball. Good choice. He lost to the Cardinals today, three two. He's one and five, ERA six point four two, and he's making about nineteen million dollars per year. And mm. last year, 
He tied for the league high in losses. He was 9-15 and 15 for San Francisco. The guy has made about as much money in his pro career as Terrell Owens did in the NFL, and Owens is going to the Hall of Fame this year. Jeff Samara has, Samarsha has zero shot at the Hall of Fame. There's the difference between the two sports, if you can make it. Yeah. That's crazy, that man. You think about that. Think about Julio Jones trying to get a better contract if you're going with a receiver or even, you know, a non-receiver where Le'Veon Bell's trying to get paid. Think about all Le'Veon Bell brings to the table. And he's still not going to make as much as Jeff Samarja does right now. <laughs> like, like that's where it is. It's, it's crazy. comical. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'll tell you a brief story, Ephraim. So I, in 2005, that was the Bush push year. Yes. When USC beat Notre Dame. I was, that year I was doing like the Notre Dame pregame show for radio. And so it was cool. They gave us these, uh, they gave us uh, tickets to the game. You could go to the press box, and I hated that. I would stand on top of the press box because it was enclosed in glass, and you couldn't cheer, and you couldn't hear or couldn't feel the crowd, nothing. So I'd stand on top of the press box, which was fun, and then you could go on the field for the final five minutes, which I loved. And the crazy thing, it blew my mind. I can't imagine it's the same way now in 2018, but when USC had the ball, you could walk behind Notre Dame's bench to the other side of the field. I walked by Jeff Samarja. Maurice Stovall was the other receiver that year. I could have like reached my hand out and been like, go get him, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't believe they allowed access to you just like walking by them. It was insane. It was awesome. But I can't imagine that's the same way it is now. I'm sure as long as you have credentials, I'm sure you, you know. Maybe. They yeah. just trust you. <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're credentialed, then they know you're not. You know the vetting process to to get your credentials. You know it's extensive, so they know you're not. You know, gonna pull out a picture and ask for an autograph during the game. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Jeff, I don't, I don't mean to bother you, but uh, uh, can you sign this for my nephew? I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna get another chance here. So. Right. Hook it up. Oh, and good luck with yeah. the rest of the game. Thank you. Right. I love this tweet. It's from Gavin, who is behind our Fox Sports Radio account. He did a very good job. He's promoting the show, and he incorporated a tease I had, and it just says, great in theory, but never a reality. Brian Noni from Salam explained why the NFL should not take a page from the NBA's book. It was very nice. Has the call-in number. Really well done. And then it looks like he's got some sort of video, and it just says the media could not be played, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. It's like two mascots hitting each other, and I'm dying to know what this video is, but I, I it won't play. You want to go ahead and refresh that page there? Refresh it. Refresh okay. it. Because yep. I had taken a tweet down and put another one back oh, up. Oh, so. that. Get to the okay, bottom of that it's, one. Yep. But it's Philadelphia working. Eagles yeah. mascot hugging the Sixers mascot. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. I get it. NFL, NBA. You went through some work on that one, Gavin. Stayed up all night preparing that one. Nice job by you. Yep. So there have been two players, Ephraim. Russell Okung plays for the Chargers. Tackle, right? Offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. And Todd Gurley, star running back for the Rams. And they're talking about guaranteed contracts. This is actually Todd Gurley with TMZ. Check this one out. 
Hey Todd, man, do NFL players all deserve guaranteed contracts? Do you think everybody should get one? Yes. Yeah. What do you think it would take to actually get the league to uh, turn around like, and, and do that? Lockout. Lockout a couple years. He's right. These TMC dorks. My goodness. <laughs> that is a viable media outlet now. People <laughs> it get, totally is. CNN gets their news from... <laughs> From TMZ. TMZ right? does a fantastic oh job. It's just these dorks that are like, hey, Todd, dude, do they need guaranteed contracts in the NFL? They can't come across worse when they're doing these interviews on the spot, right? Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's just bad. I mean, it's just like, it. they sound like fanboys, you know? Most of them are. Most of them probably most of them are. are. Seriously, most of them are. But getting to the heart of the matter, I can understand why NFL players want guaranteed contracts. That makes all the sense in the world from their standpoint. It's never going to happen for a simple reason. The NFL owners aren't going to be put in a place to have to make it happen, right? Like it's, it's comparable to paying college athletes. Until the NCAA has to do it, they're not going to do it. If you had the Final Four, we've been mentioning that tonight, and college basketball teams just didn't show up and said, we're not, pay- we're not playing until you pay us, things would change. Immediately. The US, immediately. The U.S. women's hockey team was like, we need more money or we're not suiting up. And all of a sudden it was like, huh, you know what? Now that I check my wallet again, we, there is some money hanging out. We seem to have found some money <laughs> stored right. behind our license in our wallets. Yeah. Right. So these NFL owners who are billionaires can always wait longer than the millionaire players and the players buckle and they don't strike for as long as it takes to force them to grant them guaranteed contracts. It's never going to happen. I would take health care for life over guaranteed contracts for everyone who's ever played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's more of a need given the climate of injuries and, you know, neurological damage that we've been finding out happening to NFL players. Sure. Like I just had, I had surgery a month ago and I've been out of the league for eight years. That's what happens to your body. And it's like that when you you retire and, Everything's fine. First year, two, three, four, five, six, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my, why is my hip? Feels like my hip is shorter than the other one. Right. Right? I can't extend my arm all the way. I can't lift my shoulders above my head. It, it's, um, and every player deals with it. You know, whether you had injuries or not, the wear and tear in your body will catch up to you. Right. Well, if you want guaranteed contracts or you want health care for life, whatever it is, <laughs> to think that the NFL owners are going to grant it just out of the goodness of their hearts. No shot. That's not going to happen, man. You know? So Todd Gurley's right. It is going to take a lockout. It's just going to take a lockout beyond like week four of the NFL offseason, right? Like if, if you miss the Hall of Fame game, <laughs> that's not going to be enough to no. get guaranteed contracts for everybody. No. It's just the way it goes, man. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, two sports that suffer from the same big-name problem. We'll explain. It's Brian Noe, Annie from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio.
It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So I was thinking about this, Ephraim. We've got UFC going on tonight, right? Pay-per-view, everything. Big-time super fight. you got Stipe Miocic going up against Daniel Cormier. Miocic is the heavyweight champ. Cormier is the light heavyweight champ. And there's not a whole lot of buildup for this thing. No. (laughs) It's kind of like, oh, by the way, that's tonight? Oh, shoot. Right? It's unbelievable to me. I think that, I think the UFC is comparable to golf based on outside of the biggest name in each sport, be Tiger Woods, Conor McGregor, in terms of draws, in terms of, hey, we got to sell this major or we got to sell this pay-per-view. I think it's harder to sell a pay-per-view, but I think it shows that there's a noticeable drop-off. Compare that with the NFL. It doesn't matter who's in the Super Bowl. If it's not the biggest stars in the sport, it's still going to be huge ratings, right? Yeah. Yep. NBA playoffs. It would have been huge ratings if it was Rockets and Cavs instead of Warriors and Cavs. So it just shows the health of other leagues is much better than golf and UFC right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I I think the fact that they can't get Conor McGregor to fight anymore uh, or he doesn't have the desire to fight anymore and that whole fiasco he pulled at the last, you know, UFC event, now he's criminal charges against him, the uh, decline of Ronda Rousey and how fast that went from Mm. sugar to poop. (laughs) Right. It's a good description. You know, um, I I just think they're looking for a star. Daniel Cormier is a tremendous champion, but he can't beat John Jones. John Jones can't fight without being on steroids. Mm -hmm. And I just think they've lost some of the gusto. Like the ultimate fighter this year, the show that really launched the UFC into primetime. Uh, back when it was on Spike TV, it's not even that exciting this year, you know. And I'm a UFC fan. I'm a big time fan of the UFC. I love Dana White. Love what they've been able to do with the brand. Um, I just think the fact that we were missing those huge stars, right? That kind of would was driving the machine of the UFC. Right. When you talk about Conor McGregor, you talk about, you know, one of the baddest guys on the planet. And you talk about Ronda Rousey. She was the baddest woman on the planet. They were talking about her fighting guys. You know, it it was it was that whole mystique surrounding, you know, mixed martial arts and that combat aspect of it. And I think they've lost a little bit of that. Yeah, there was an aura. There was a there was a wow factor that you just don't have right now. And maybe they can regain it. I hope so, because I'm a fan of I love it. the UFC. Love the yeah. UFC. And Stipe Miocic, he's fantastic to watch. But we're talking about not the hardcore fans. Look, they're hot, hardcore hockey fans, right? The ratings aren't good. You can have hardcore fans in every sport. That doesn't mean you're getting the fringe fans. 
And right now, that's what's lacking with the UFC. When you have a super fight like this, and it's getting little to no hype, that's an indictment of where the sport currently is. There's no other way to look at it. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, I mean, I really didn't even know. (laughs) No, right? I didn't even know. Like, seriously. And... You know, I I just think it's a brand that's built on the stars, and it started with Hoist Gracie and the Chuck Liddells and Shamrock and, you know, all of these guys. I remember UFC 1, right, when Mm -hmm. there were no rules. There were no weight classes. It was a battle royale. Uh, The last man standing won the belt, which was Hoist Gracie the first three years. Mm-hmm. And, and until Tank, he fought Tank Abbott, and he couldn't even he won the match, but he couldn't even finish because I mean he beat him to a pulp. But that's what drove me to watch the UFC because it, it was sure it was barbaric. Yeah, it was different. There's no doubt about that. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. What in the world has happened to this former great sports town? Oh, a fantastic Saturday evening. Brian knowing Ephraim Salam, hanging out with all you guys out there. You know, Ephraim, I used to have respect for one sports town. That town would be Cleveland, Ohio. Gritty, diehards, suffered through a lot of losing years, but still stuck around, right? And that's until now. So there are two things. There's a study that shows that 23% of Cavs fans... We'll stop watching the Cavs now that LeBron is gone. (laughs) And there's something else here. The top markets for sales of LeBron's Lakers jersey. Those cities were Los Angeles. Makes sense. And Cleveland. Obviously. Yeah. New York, the Bay Area, and Cleveland. Look, man, if you are a legitimate diehard Cavs fan. You can't sit here and say, I'm not watching him now that LeBron's gone. And in fact, let me get on the computer real quick and order my Laker LeBron jersey. What is that? That's like, I guess, when when Michael went to the Wizards. You know, people were huge Michael Jordan fans. And they just mm-hmm. went along with him. Just get- I could I could forgive... I guess that's the best way to do it. Which could you forgive more easily? Because I could forgive a fan. Look, you haven't had a championship in 52 years in any sport until LeBron and company won one a couple of years ago. And so if you want to buy a LeBron Lakers jersey, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you sideways. But I can forgive that easier than saying, well, LeBron's not here. I'm not watching him anymore. <laughs> that's just unforgivable. Yeah. If you, I mean, I was, I've, it's been some lean years these past uh, few years for the Lakers, and 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 I'm still in. I'm still all in. Yeah, you gotta. Been some, some lean, lean years for my years. Miami Dolphins lately, Ephraim. Lately, we're talking I mean, the last uh, decade, right? And a half like, or something. <laughs> <laughs> lately, kids are adults now. Uh there have been some horrible years. I'm from South Bend, Indiana. I love Notre Dame football. Oof. By the way, the same year the Dolphins went one in fifteen. This was oh seven. That was the Patriots 
undefeated season until the Super Bowl, which was absolutely sweet being a Dolphins fan. I didn't want to see someone else be undefeated, right? Right. But that same year the Dolphins were 1 and 15, Notre Dame was 3 and 9. Arguably the worst season oh. in Notre Dame history. Man, that's... my two teams were a combined 4 and 24. That's tough living right there. Yeah, and you look, but, and awful. yet you made it out. I made it and I'm still there. But I'm you guys... still standing. I'm still strong. <laughs> How do you feel about Charlie Weiss, Brian? Uh, it was uh, not the best era in Notre Dame football. <laughs> say that. It's interesting how certain coaches can be great with other teams and then be so terrible with Notre Dame. I wonder why he was so great with the Patriots and oh, bad wait, uh, with wait. Notre Dame. Wow. Hmm. Sounds like an insinuation. That's what it sounds like. Is there an accusation there, Papa Bear? Hmm? I don't know. Maybe he just lost his appetite for winning. I don't know. <laughs> wow. And what? a fat joke. This is why Papa what? Bear's going to hell. No, wait, I just said maybe he didn't want to win anymore. Maybe he didn't want to eat a W like Jameis Winston. Oh, my God. When they go low, he sinks to the <laughs> He goes <laughs> lower. He's in Mariana's trench. He doesn't go for singles when he goes low. Oh, no, He's no, hitting no, no. homers. He's going grand slams when he goes low. That's just Papa Bear. Now, Papa Bear seems to have forgotten the purpose of tonight's show, Ephraim. We're trying to get him. Like, he's typecasting himself. Right. As the Patriot hater. we got to expand the horizons. We've got to broaden the hatred beyond just the Pats. Right. And we we're one hour into this whole thing, and he's right back to bashing the Patriots. You gotta evolve, man. Yeah. You gotta evolve. It's other things to be mad about. Tell us why you you're mad, make son. Progress. Yeah. Before the show ends, we need a new rant from Papa Bear, railing against something that we've never heard him rail against before. I feel it'd be good for him and for us as a whole. You in on this, Ephraim? I'm in. I agree with that. There's got to be something. Could it be, um, <laughs> I asked for permission on this one because I'm not trying to throw Papa Bear under the bus, but he told me the girl that he saw where he was, he said, yeah, this song by Drake's pretty good. And we know he despises Drake. Right. Right. He hates the ghost writers, that whole aspect. He said this girl didn't call him back. Oh. <sighs> That could be a good source of contempt, right? Yeah. I mean, sorry to hear that, buddy. I was pulling for you. You know, I could just give out her phone number over the air. Oh. I could do that, too. I mean, <laughs> that could work. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Oh, man. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's our number. Maybe she could call us. That would be great radio. Maybe she can call us and tell us what went wrong. Yes. What did she not see in Papa Bear in terms of her future with him? Maybe he was too negative. Uh, Did you blast the Patriots on that date? No, I bashed the Golden State Warriors. That's about it. And she she likes the Warriors, right? Dude, I got the second base. The other thing was great. (laughs) No callback. Papa Bear was ready to take her to the next level, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what actually is second base? 
I mean, this is a family show, so. <laughs> Did you share nachos? Is that second base now? I shared something, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe it hasn't evolved, Ephraim. Maybe, maybe it has the same as it once was. Yeah. It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. There's something that's, uh, I don't know, goes in line with what we're talking about with LeBron leaving Cleveland and some fans buying his jersey now that he's a Laker. There's this story with Tony Parker. Tony Parker is not going to be a Spur anymore. He was there for 17 seasons. And now he's going to the Charlotte Hornets. You might have some Spurs fan buy a Tony Parker jersey. The guy won four titles there, right? But to me, it's just a sad ending to a very, very solid career. The last two years going over there to Charlotte, you know? Let's talk about that, all right? Yeah, we have on that. Tony Parker comes out and destroys the locker room, right? Yeah. He he destroys the Spurs locker room, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to leave now, right? I'll leave you guys holding the bag. Which they are. They're holding the bag right now, and Kawhi Leonard wants out. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to be a backup somewhere else. And Kawhi, the story is that that was the final straw. Yes. When Tony Parker said that his quad injury was 100 times worse than Kawhi's quad injury. You can't do that. Right? You can't come out to the media and – ever question a player in terms of injury or how they're dealing with the injury. Mm-hmm. Right? As a professional athlete, that's the fastest way to divide a locker room. And since and not- it's probably not going to work either. Right. You know? And since nothing happens, in, the perception is nothing happens in San Antonio without Popovich's okay. Right? So mm-hmm. that led people to believe that Greg Popovich felt that way, no matter what he was saying outwardly. But to have Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker come out and question Kawhi Leonard, who had been nothing but great for them, a champion, kept them in, 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 in you know, a, a top, one of the top teams in the Western Conference, and then you come out and question him because he hurt himself, got misdiagnosed, came back too early, hurt himself again, now he wanted a second opinion, and then you question, you know, his – it just, to me, it, it – it, 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 when it happened, when Tony Parker came out and said that, I was like, oh, this, this, this is not going to go well. Right. Like, I know and how – you think about the end of his career in San Antonio for right. everything that you just mentioned. He's going to be known for the last impression – was calling out Kawhi and Kawhi wanting out. And and think about this. Spin this forward. The Spurs could very well not be even close to their typical standard for the next five, ten years. Could easily be the case. Easy. And what's the first thing you're going to point to? Kawhi leaving or getting traded or not being there. Yeah, I mean, and he's a just top five suffering. player. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you alienate him from the locker room? But I, I have a, I have a theory. 
So you got Manu and you got Tony from the old regime, right? Won a bunch of championships with the Spurs. It was done a certain way. And then you have LaMarcus Aldridge who came in. Uh, you have Kawhi Leonard who was drafted. And DeJounte Murray. These are younger guys. And you got to remember, LaMarcus Aldridge wanted out of San Antonio after his first year there. Right. He right. didn't want to be there. He wanted out. He wanted to be traded. He came out and said, I want to be traded. Greg Popovich talked him off the ledge and allowed him, you know, it, it talked him into staying and, and so on and so forth. And then mm-hmm. you have Kawhi Leonard and, and how he approaches things. I just think it's a changing of the guard, right? You have these older players who are used to doing it a certain way. And now you have the younger, new faces of the of the franchise come in, and they may not be on that same page. Yeah, it's not going to fit everybody's personality. Right. I can see that. But the thing with Tony Parker, look, we've talked about this before. I think that Kawhi Leonard, if you don't get back out there when you've been cleared, you leave yourself open for teammates to question you publicly, privately. And so I don't love how Kawhi is essentially like, well, then I just went out of here. In part because of that. Not solely, but in part because of that. Because who's to say the same situation doesn't present itself somewhere else? Like, you went out of there too? But the point that I will make about Tony Parker is, we talked about UFC tonight, or boxing, and they always say protect yourself at all times, right? And so Tony Parker making this comment of, my quad injury was 100 times worse than Kawhi's injury. (laughs) Like, that's not protecting the organization at all times. Oh, no. No, and no, even no. though I think Kawhi overreacted to it, if you don't say that, he doesn't have anything to overreact to. Right. Right. You you he naturally drove a wedge into a twelve person locker room. In the right. NFL, you can get away with it, right? You got offense, defense, special teams, you got fifty three guys in there, fifty eight including the five practice squad guys. In the in a, in the NBA locker room, it's twelve guys. You guys are all staring at each other while you're in there. <laughs> uh huh. Think about that. You're all staring at each other. Like how do, your locker may be next to the person who's creating the rip. Like, yeah, that's not can do. That's not going to work. So no. when Kawhi decided I'm going to New York to work out, I don't even want to be around the team and all of that. I get it. I I mean, it's unprofessional in my opinion, but I understand from a player's point of view what that is. Right, right. That's a bad, bad last chapter for Tony Parker as a spur. Yeah, and then he was just out. I'm gone. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to Charlotte. Mm. It's sad, man. It's sad to see a great career end like that. You think about some of these careers where – Whatever, you know, uh, great quarterbacks that had that one season on a team where you're like, dude, you you were all about, you know, like Joe Namath. You're Mr. Jet, right? And then you're going to end in another uniform or Johnny Unitas, things like that. I, I can't I can't see Tony Parker's career ending other uh, differently than that with the Charlotte Hornets. I it's not going to be a great situation. I can't see it working out. No, it's just weird all the way around. Yeah, it is. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, the overrated athlete GOAT rankings. We're going to break it down. It's Brian Noni from Salam here with you on Fox Sports Radio. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer, too. 
Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. It's Brian Noani from Salam. We're here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So something caught my eye here. Ronda Rousey, she was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. And she made a speech. And it got me thinking where she actually... Uh, ends up on the all-time overrated GOAT list, right? Would you have her first, third? (laughs) Where would you have her exactly in the pecking order? Now, before we get it into that, Ephraim, here is Ronda Rousey at the induction making her speech. Because of you, I am the first woman standing up here accepting this incredible honor. May I be the first of many. I look around and think, together we built this, this division, this sport, this revolution. Together we have redefined what it means to be strong, to be sexy. We changed what it means to fight like a girl. Okay. So I think what's interesting with this one, Ephraim, is you got good ammunition on on both sides with Ronda. Because I don't think anyone could argue she doesn't belong in the UFC Hall of Fame, right? Could you make that argument? No, not at all. No, no. On the other side, when we're talking about her beating Floyd Mayweather, and (laughs) it just got ridiculous. So you've got ammunition on both sides. With that in mind, when we start naming other guys, Tim Tebow's NFL career, right? Uh, Anybody else you want to throw out in terms of athletes that are overrated, where they rank in the pecking order? Uh, Where would you put Ronda? I I don't know if she was overrated in that sense because... What for a decade? She, how long was her reign supreme? Like she was ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Like I mean, she was the end all be all. She was the first of what should be many top class elite women fighters. She made us all want to watch women punch each other in the face, right? Yeah, you know there, she was huge for that sport. It was unbelievable. I mean, he. They sold it for $4 billion. She's a huge reason why. Right, yeah. And so I can't put her on an overrated list because I I get when they start saying stuff like she can beat Floyd. And, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just ridiculousness. You know, it it, it reminds me of um, another one of my favorite fighters. This is boxing, was Roy Jones Jr., Mm-hmm. Do you remember how dominant Roy Jones Jr. was? Oh my gosh! It, For a decade, he was <laughs> unhittable. Speed and power—you don't normally see that it combination. Was unbelievable! Right? How precise and how fast he was, and he was the first fighter to ever since CompuBox to go through a round with not being touched. <laughs> not one hit and 
his dominance was remember he was doing stuff like um he was performing coming into the ring and he played a semi pro basketball game right right on the same the, the day same day fight. he had the fight and he was doing he was trying to find ways to <laughs> right. even the playing yeah. field he's just trying to challenge himself like he, a challenge within himself not had nothing to do with his opponent right and they were like well he didn't fight anybody well, well he fought everybody he fought every single person there was to fight, and he beat them all. Mm-hmm. And it all changed when he fought Antonio Tarver that second time, and oh, I was there. Got excuses tonight, Roy? <laughs> I love it was that. crazy. That was so I was great. sitting right there. <laughs> it, it, it was shocking. It oh, was like, what did when, he just say to Roy? It was unbelievable. When I tell you, my wife, this is the first fight I took my then wife. We had just gotten together. We were married. And this is the first fight that I'd ever. I'm a huge fight fan, so I go all the time. And I was telling her the story about Roy Jones. And, you know, he's a, the baddest man on the planet and, and so on. And so, oh, my God. He just got yeah. his head knocked through the ropes. Yeah. And I was. he was never the same. After that, no, he was never the same after that. And it was the same with Ronda Rousey. Same way, yeah. She just—it was such a mental thing where she was built to be this thing that she really wasn't. She was built to be this. She could take down champion fighters who are men, right? And she lost, and she's she didn't know how to take it. She She didn't know how to respond to it. Recover. No. There was no recovery coming from that. And and the manner she lost, right? If you go to a decision and this was a hard fought fight, you're like, okay, if I change this, then I'm winning the fight. So you prepare going into the, the rematch like that. But when you get hit the first time and you saw it on her face, mm-hmm. when you get hit, she got hit that first time. Everything changed in her brain. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. People can relate, even if they weren't fighters. When you're a little kid, you think you are indestructible. You think you're unbreakable. And then something happens. You suffer some type of injury. And something in your head goes, wait, I'm not bulletproof. You're <laughs> you mortal. Know? Yeah. right. I'm and not an X-Man. It's a completely different mindset from that point on. And we saw that from her. And, you know, shame on her corner for you know, they didn't prepare her at all for her first or second loss. And they weren't honest with her. They didn't tell her, stop chasing her around. Rhonda, let her come to you. Grab her. Get her to the ground. They didn't say, you're doing good. You're looking good. Do you remember that? You're looking good. Keep it up. You're looking good. She's tiring. Mm-hmm. None of mm-hmm. that was true. <laughs> like I was sitting there watching that like uh what why are they lying to her? Like they hadn't they hadn't even experienced her being in trouble before. So they yeah. didn't even know how to coach her. Uh-huh. Like they didn't know. They didn't know what to say to her to, to, to be like they had nothing you, you're looking good. They were saying those words to her. You're looking good. That's tough, man, because sometimes an athlete just has to believe a lie. 
And, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. if you're in the corner, you don't want to be like, man, you are getting crushed tonight. What is happening? You're like, you can't, you got to calm them down. You got to get them to buy into something. You know, I give them a free pass on that. So Ephraim, he doesn't have Ronda Rousey on his all time no. goat rankings for overrated athletes. I do. I'll explain that coming up next. Steve DeSager is with us. He definitely is not on the overrated goat rankings. No Thanks. way. That is Thank not you very the case. much. No. By the way, not boxing a boxer might have been a good tip for Ronda Rousey. Thank you, you for to. that, Steve. I appreciate that. <laughs> just a just a thought. For, that's how much. That's how over the top she was. Yeah. thinking she was bulletproof. Like you know, it's screw and it, not I'll just boxer. her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holly Holm, f- former boxer. Well, yeah, boxer. What? Also very dangerous, as you saw afterwards. Her identity was wrapped up in all this. And oh, we she just got flattened. She had nothing yeah. personally left there. That is hugely dangerous, in or out of athletics. We've got the Freeway Series going on on Fox TV for part of the country. Guys, are you aware that the Freeway Series started in Anaheim last night? And for the opener of the three-gamer, it was a night game, and it was 108 degrees at first pitch. Yeah. That is an all-time record for any Angels game. Still warm tonight. Uh, the Angels do have the red-hot Mike Trout, 3-for-3. Three three. He's hit a home run, but the Angels are down 2-1 against the Dodgers right now. That game in the top of the seventh inning. Max Scherzer and the Nationals now lead 13-3 to in the seventh against the Marlins. Red Sox had David Price starting there in a 4-4 tie at Kansas City in the top of the sixth inning. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. At Wimbledon, number one ranked Simona Halep lost her third round match. NASCAR's 400 at Daytona is through through the halfway point. Clint Boyer, the leader, Casey Kane in second. At the World Cup quarterfinals, England shut out Sweden 2-0. Croatia beat host Russia on penalty kicks. And some NBA notes. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting a three-team trade on ESPN that Timofey Mozgov goes to the Orlando Magic <laughs> along with Bulls guard Jerry Grant to the Magic. Bismack Biombo to Charlotte and the Bulls get the Oof. dreaded Julian Stone. A three-team trade agreed to in principle. As you referenced earlier, the Jonas Jerebko to the Golden State Warriors story that the big man, once he clears waivers next week, would like to go to the Bay Area. And an injury update from the Charlotte Hornets that guard Malik Monk suffered a fractured right thumb in Summer League yesterday. He'll be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Back to you. Man, that is a mega deal. Mozgov. Mozgov on the move. <laughs> Look out for the magic. Good Watch Lord. out. They're coming. Cash it in. I love that note. That was a great nugget by Steve DeSager. It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, so we're talking about this all overrated list. And Joe in Kansas, he wants to chime in on this. And he also has a Roy Jones Jr. story, which I know you want to hear. Ephraim. Absolutely. I want to hear it as well. You go ahead, Joe. Floor is yours, my man. Hey. Hey, hey, guys, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, so, first of all, for overrated athletes, the one that pops up in my, head, in my mind quicker than any of them is Adrian Peterson. People want to, like, from day one, they wanted to crown this guy as the, the, the second coming of Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, these powerhouse runners. And don't get me wrong, those first three, four years of his career, they were white hot. But then, you know, he got hurt. And then he tried, and then he came back and he did, you know, he had that good season. But then after that, he just kind of tailed off. 
And I, I, I don't want to disrespect him, but he just, he just never accomplished what I think people thought in their minds that he should. And then he was put on such a pedestal at the beginning that he never really got knocked off. Hmm. Wow. Um, I, I see it differently, but yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one. I, that's a tough when he ran for 2000 yards. Uh, I understand they're talking about taking down Emmett Smith for the all time leading rusher. And there are aspects of him being overrated, but to say he's overrated as a whole, he's had way too much success to say a, that as a charger fan. I have like PTSD of him running for almost 300 yards against us in 2007. <laughs> So I could never put him near that list. He's had seven years over twelve hundred yards rushing. That's and let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years of double digit touchdowns. That's hard to be overrated with those type of stats. I mean, that's that's not overrated. That's that's seven years of productivity out of out of 10 minus two right. from the one for suspension and the other for being injured. Right. I mean, What's, so that's nine of the 10 years. You you take that all day long. If Saquon Barkley can do oh that, my Lord. The Giants, they'll be running naked in the streets. <laughs> I thought they'll sign up for that today. What was the Roy Jones jr. Story though, Joe? So, so when I was a kid, I was living in Salina, Kansas, and uh, it was it was uh, we had a, a semi-pro basketball team there, and we had guys come through. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar coached in the league. Fox Sports uh, owned Doug Gottlieb played in the league for I think, a couple <laughs> years, um, but uh, Roy Jones Jr. played on the team in Florida. He was playing semi-pro ball at the time. I was 12 years old, and I knew who Roy Jones Jr. was. And after the game, he came out, signed some autographs with the kids. Really personable, really nice guy, and. As a 12-year-old, I just was like, so why are you playing basketball? He's like, oh, I'm just trying to find something to pass the time. I can't find anybody to give me a chance, give me a shot, a good shot in a boxing ring, so i got to find something else to do. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, he was a bad man in that ring, and it, there were no, he ran out of people to fight, literally ran out of people to fight. Um, and so he was doing other stuff. He was rapping. He was – you know, he had restaurants. He was, you know what I mean. He was all he was playing basketball. It was I, that's when you you know your your talent far surpasses the talent pool. And Ronda Rousey was in one of those situations until she wasn't. Right. Right. As well, as well what, as Roy. Right. Right. And that's what's interesting. You know if. I don't know how to put it in the same terms. If Roy Jones Jr., if people were saying just outlandish things that were the equivalent of people saying that Ronda Rousey could beat Floyd Mayweather and champions that were males and stuff like that, if they said that Roy Jones Jr. could beat you know Muhammad Ali and Lennox Lewis in their prime on back-to-back nights with one arm like just something just I'd be like what and that was the mainstream opinion like that aspect would land him on the overrated list not in entirety right right it'd be like this take Tim Tebow for instance Tim Tebow is one of the most overrated athletes of all time it doesn't mean he didn't have success at Florida he had incredible success in college but to act like this dude was a legitimate top 10 quarterback, top 5, some people had him as the best quarterback in the NFL. He was nowhere near that. So for that, he belongs on the all-time overrated list. Yeah. 
A- a- absolutely. I just I, I'm still hung up on this Adrian Peterson thing. I'm looking at his numbers mm. and I'm like, if mm. this is overrated, then <laughs> that's the gold <laughs> standard for running backs, man. I'm looking at these numbers: thirteen forty one, seventeen sixty, thirteen eighty three, twelve ninety eight, twenty ninety seven. Like this, Ugh. these are all in a row. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, you can't get caught up in the here and now. This is, listen to this statement. This is recently from Adrian Peterson. He told ESPN, and keep it in mind, from where he was, everything that you just rattled off, Ephraim, to where he is right now, he says, quote, you know, obviously I've mentioned Houston a couple of times. I feel like Green Bay wouldn't be a bad look as well. Carolina, there's some options out there. You know, Miami, down there in Los Angeles, (laughs) that would be a nice look too with Todd Gurley. You see around the league, they have a two-back system. Guys are not really pounding the ball 20, 30 times a game, so I think that leaves the door open for a couple of opportunities for me, end quote. So he's basically like, hire me, right? Every like, team. You, you can't get <laughs> caught up in the here and now and forget what was with him, right? You're right, because look at you know at the the end of Emmett Smith's career when he was in Arizona. He, I mean, that wasn't the Emmett Smith that we knew and loved. Right, that's right. Right, that what that wasn't at all, and if someone like Terrell Davis goes to the Hall of Fame with his shortened career, then Adrian Peterson is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. Oh, he's absolutely. If he a Hall never of Famer. gained another yard, so can you be overrated in that sense? Like these there numbers could be are crazy. Of it, right? Like if you're talking about because that was the common takeaway was he's going to pass Emmett Smith. And look, I don't get everything right. You would know that Ephraim, right? <laughs> but I got that one right. Like he never had a running style that was going to translate to old. He wasn't going to be a guy that was going to be around in the later years of his career putting up big numbers. It just wasn't going to happen. So that aspect was overrated, but you can't say in entirety he was overrated. No, that's crazy. He averaged five yards to carry his ten years in Minnesota. <laughs> you take that. It, that's a first down. It, yeah, you hand first or second down. You hand the ball off to him. That's a guaranteed first down. Right. There's no way that got ninety-five yards a game in in, in his career. No. Every game you can you almost get a hundred yards. No, man. That one upsets you. I can tell. It does because tell. he just threw it out there. So it must be a personal thing, right? It must be, you know, oh, he, you know, sucked at or, the New Orleans or something like whatever, or the kid thing or, right. you know, so it'll, it'll affect your bias when you talk about players if, if you have something that they've done or have not done. Uh, but you can't argue with this man's numbers. He's been no, the most prolific running back in the league since he got into the league in 2007. Who's been better? Our, pro- our producer, Gavin, has someone for the overrated list. Now, I found, before he goes, Ephraim, I found that if we just invite a member of the crew to speak, like when we have to take a break, we get to stay on longer. Right. Yeah, we get to stay on a little bit longer. Right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, actually, let's turn it into the best tease of the night. And I'll give you my oh, most what, overrated what next. <laughs> Listen to Gav. Unbelievable. All right. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. Gavin, our producer, will unveil someone on his all overrated athlete list. Boom.
Brian Noni from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right. It's the moment everybody has anticipated. They've all stuck around. They want to hear what our producer Gavin, Mr. Gavin Kinzel, has to say as far as our all overrated athlete rankings. What do you have for us, Gavin? A lot of contenders. I almost picked Matt Ryan, but he is in second to the one, the only, Andrew Luck. Wow. Easily the most overrated player in the NFL. I'm not going to argue with you. That's a pretty good one. Okay. I'll take your answer off the air. Right. There's a lot to unpack because, first off, with him having Matt Ryan at number two? No, no, no. I would go J.J. Watt number two. Whoa. Um, but again, you guys As are, the most overrated? Yeah, I would definitely oh. put him up in overrated. Have you have you seen him? Yeah, in 2011 when he was actually playing. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. What, no, you're you, talking. Okay, so we're we're already we're getting away from Andrew Luck. He's sneaking away like uh, I, I know, Kawhi, but but like Kawhi we'll Leonard is, back. like Kawhi in New York. He's just sneaking away. But you can't just throw, you know, a a, a like a, a name out there and then continue to throw names out there, right? Like you, Andrew Luck, and then you go on, I'm go giving- on. So I'm looking at JJ Watt's brief career. He's been in the league. What this is his. Uh, Since 2011. Since 2011. So this will be his eighth year in the league. Yep. Uh, yep. And he was hurt last year. Oh, only last year? Uh, the last two years. Excuse me. <laughs> um, So his first year, he has five and a half sacks. Then he has 20 and a half. Then he yeah. has 10 and a half, 20 and a half again, 17 and a half again. And then he gets hurt. And you call that overrated? All when, while when defending the run too. When he's this, healthy, this is yeah. But but I'm I, projecting. I, I'm I'm talking about like if you're talking about would I rather have Jadavian Clowney or or JJ Watt? I'd rather have Clowney right now because yeah, he's not, actually on not, the field. Not me. Not me. I wouldn't rather have any other defensive lineman uh, other Aaron than Donald. a healthy JJ Watt. Aaron, you do you Aaron remember Donald. when when Donald. you would watch the games and he was affecting every single defensive play? You know what I remember? In I rem- 2015, do you remember saying like, "Dang, can anyone block him?" Yeah, and that's do you even, remember when Tom Brady and, was looking at the offensive line like, "Come, really, every play?" You know what? Also, <laughs> you remember that? In, I because I remember it. Oh, I yeah, Brian, I remember- do you remember that? I remember, I remember. I remember. I remember but, his team won seven games, and a defensive end can't affect the team that much. That also factors into it. That's not his fault. Well, you definitely need a quarterback. Now, me yeah. personally, I'd rather have Khalil Mack, but that's just me. Yeah, he's not even on the field right now either. So, there you go. yeah, I'm. I'm good. I what J.J. Watt was doing was only has only been done by one other person, and that you know that person changed the NFL forever. You know who that guy is? Khalil Mack? One Lawrence Taylor. 
Mm-hmm. That's the type of numbers he was putting up in his first five years in the league. So I, I guess when you we say overrated, I, I guess I'm missing what the the because definition the of that is. the perception of J.J. Watt is greater than what you are actually getting with him on your roster. Because he didn't, I, what did he do for you last year or the year before that? Yeah. But that's injury wise. Like, yeah, that's the thing, man. <laughs> if that, he just, that, that, if he's healthy surgery. and falls off, that's one thing. Thank but if you. He's, he's just injured. If he what? gets hurt, then it, <laughs> but he's not falling off. Well, that's important. You got to play. That's a major factor. You can't we play. Just you can't saw win. This, we just saw this week how overrated. DeMarcus Cousins is because everyone got all excited thinking about him as a free agent and then he goes to the Warriors and all of a sudden it's oh he's hurt he's not going to be useful with injuries matter in, in in how you perceive players it does and same thing is with Andrew Luck if J.J. Watt doesn't play another down does he go to the Hall of Fame no Terrell Davis did played That's... seven years last two and how were... many rings does J.J. have the same amount as I have. Are you talking belly rings or are you talking? Uh, you come in here acting like you, you all skinny too. Are you talking belly rings? You a little chubby. No, yourself I'm talking about piercing. No, I'm talking about your. You a little chubby yourself. I'm not talking about your weight. I'm talking about your your piercing in your in your navel. No, nah, I ain't got no piercings, Playboy. All right. I think talent and overrated uh, is totally different. Like his talent is not the same as the perception of him. Well, here's the thing. In terms of overrated, it has to start with a mainstream opinion that is higher than it should be. Right. Right? That's what it is. This segment's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when it comes to Andrew Luck, I I could not disagree with it more. Because who is coming on the air or calling in and saying, Andrew Luck is awesome? Like, is that the mainstream opinion? The mainstream opinion is that He's underperforming. If anything, he's underrated. He Colin, ha- there's, he's not even close to overrated. Colin Cowherd says he's very, very good. So there you go. There it is. We'll continue this. And also from the Geico Studios, why has it taken so long for something this awesome to happen? That's next. All right, from the people want to check in. The people. They are lining up to weigh in. On the GOAT rankings of all-time overrated athletes. And we will get to them briefly, momentarily, right? But I just wanted to pay this off. It looks like Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, they're in negotiations right now for a winner-take-all match for $10 bucks. And it was supposed to happen by now, but there's some red tape, TV networks, yada, yada. But it's going to happen. Looks like it's going to be the, coming uh, pretty soon. So he might have a $10 million purse for this type of thing. I'm surprised this hasn't happened more often. Right. You this know? is awesome. It's awesome. Do you remember when Michael Johnson had that race, the great sprinter, and he faked like he pulled a hamstring because he lost? <laughs> I can't. I cannot for the life of me remember who he raced against. But it was a big deal at the time. Um, and it's along the lines. Like, Tiger versus Phil is much greater in terms of the stakes, the purse on the line, all the notoriety, the intrigue. All, and they're so wise. They're going to be making money with the TV money pouring in. And they put this high-stakes purse on the line. But 
if you think that they're losing money in all ways, like that is not going to be the case. No shot. No this way. Is, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. And, you know, for someone like Tiger and Phil who have been, you know, overshadowed by the younger generation coming up in golf, this is I think this is uh, wonderful. I think it's wonderful. Tiger's playing well enough for people to, you know, give him a chance at, 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 at winning this. You know, a couple of years ago, nobody wants to see this from Tiger, but he's been playing well enough uh, this year for this to be intriguing for people. Right. Absolutely. Like you said, it's not just great for them, it's great for the sport. It's great to have those two huge names in a situation like that, it's going to draw a lot of attention, and they're really wise. When you have all these sponsorships, they're going to sell sponsorships, the marketing, the television rights, all that stuff. They're going to get a huge portion of all of that. So they're going to come out, both of them, regardless of winning or losing, they're going to be coming out as winners financially. It's brilliant. Oh, they're going to win the hell out of it. <laughs> I know it's not the same thing as Mayweather and McGregor, Right, but the concept is McGregor lost. You think he's going to walk away with nothing? You know, right. he got paid tons. Like it's not going to be the same payday, but it's the same concept. The loser isn't walking away empty. He got paid so much he doesn't even want to fight anymore. A fighter, <laughs> got, right. he got paid so much money he quadrupled his net worth. Yeah, he was already the highest paid UFC fighter. He quadrupled his net worth, and you can't get him in an octagon right now. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to throw something through a tour bus right now, and we'll revisit this whole me fighting thing. But that was a pretty nice payday against Money May. So I'm good. I'm good right now. It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote. All right, back to the GOAT rankings. All-time overrated athletes. By the way, Steve DeSager, he chimed in during the break. I love his suggestion, Joe Namath. I totally agree with that. Joe Namath, Hall of Famer, and I know it was a different era, but when you are throwing way more interceptions than touchdowns, (laughs) that's just not acceptable. I know it wasn't in this modern day and age, but you had old school guys that weren't throwing, that are Hall of Famers, that weren't throwing more interceptions than touchdowns like Joe Namath. So I agree with that. Papa Bear's got one for us before we get to the calls. Yeah, I got to go with Ephraim Salam. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh, he's reaching behind the glass. He's coming into the studio. (laughs) No, 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 no. Do you have to go with me with what? I'm sorry, I was looking at my phone. That's that, that, that's great, um, E. That's great. What happened? What happened, uh, Papa Bear? Let's go to some calls. Okay, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you just stymie that right there, just uh-huh. dead it right on the air. Dead. With the same D-E- height. Same How did way. Barkley spell dead when he was talking about a team being dead D-E-D. in the series? D-E-D. Dead. <laughs> I'll also say the Brazilian national football team. Yeah. Lost a little bit of uh, Scooby Snacks on that one as well. So. Yeah, you're upset they about that. They are overrated. Yeah. 
You bet on on you or you're betting on the World Cup? Oh, I'm 0 for 2 so far, so he, I think I'm done. Dude, he bets on everything. <laughs> All you had to do is bet on Belgium, baby. Oh, man. If I you watch to. them play, didn't they beat us like four years ago too? That's what scared me away. I was actually thinking about them, but going, no, Brazil, that's like the the mm. all-time power in World Cup soccer. Who are they on the ropes against? Was that Japan? Who, uh, I think it was Japan, Brazil, right? Brazil? No, Belgium. Belgium. They're down 2-0. Oh, yes. yeah, and they came, came all the way back. back. That, they, was that was an awesome, awesome game. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was game as close for, as you can get to a buzzer beater that in soccer. Game was ridiculous. <laughs> he, that that was man great. rolled that ball. It was a, it was a, <laughs> oh my god! It was a, it was a a goalie toss. He rolled that ball into a fast break, into a goal with like a minute left in the game in the match. Yeah, it was unreal. What was the, it? Really was. What was the better finish, that game or the Germany game, where he? Knocked in the free kick with like a minute left. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Those are both amazing. Those are probably the two best finishes I've seen in soccer. Belgium is a team to watch. I'm excited. They they're in the semifinals. Uh, it's going to be a, a great match between uh, Romelu Lukaku and uh, uh, Mbappe of France. Both young Mbappe. It, he is the fastest soccer player on the planet Earth. You can't tell me <laughs> otherwise. If you've watched that young man fill those lanes, it is un he's running by people running at top speed. Like opponents are running at top speed and he's running by them like like they're walking. And Lukaku brings some of that toughness. You want to talk about someone who doesn't flop on contact. He will run uh. Through it, and that is more than welcome. And I love Goodness. that. I love the yeah. fact that he'll just he'll just bust through it. If you call the pile, or you call, or, or you don't, I'm staying up. He'll try to stay up. Like he'll contort his body not to hit the ground, and I can respect that. I mean, six three, like two seventeen, just destroying the middle of the uh, of the the pitch. Yeah. Against Japan, when they would just have those corner kicks, the set pieces, Mm -hmm. and he's just running in for a header. It was just like, he's a man amongst boys. He's crazy over there. He's a grown-up, 21 years old. Mbappe's 19. This is nuts. So they wouldn't be on your all-overrated GOAT rankings. They would not. They'd be the opposite of that. But we'll go to the calls to see who they would put on the all-time overrated GOAT rankings We've got David in West Virginia. What's going on, David? I see you in Richmond, Virginia, but listen, it's got to be, I'm sorry, I understand Andrew Luck, it's got to be Dwight Howard. When's the last time he made a locker room better and really made a team better? And I'm a lifelong, tell you how old I am, since Will Chamberlain played for the Los Angeles Lakers, and I think that was the worst pickup we've had in our history. That was a pretty wow. terrible uh, pickup when we got Dwight Howard. <laughs> It was awful. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was brutal. It, was it didn't work out well. But, like, here's the thing, man. This is what I always say. Like, you, it depends where you start. Because who is saying Dwight Howard is awesome? He's unbelievable. He's an all-timer. Who's going above and beyond 
saying things that aren't accurate in a positive way about Dwight Howard. Nobody. So you have no argument to say he's overrated. No one is saying that he's awesome. You have to have that to begin with. It's a prerequisite. I think he's saying that he's awesome. Dwight Howard is saying that he's awesome. And maybe he's overrated himself. Because at one point he was the the dominant force. He was in yeah. the in the NBA, and I don't. It just, I guess the back surgery threw it off. But it it's been all downhill after that. I mean, you know, he had a, a good run where he was twenty and and fourteen, twenty and thirteen, eighteen and thirteen, twenty two and fourteen. These are great numbers. They are. You know, even this past season was good, 16 and 12. You know, right. but no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. It's crazy. Like, no one cares. It's you know? just the whole thing with Dwight was he burst on the scene, he made it to the finals against the Lakers, and he had all the potential in the world. And he just never developed an offensive game. And he never grew into the expectations that people had for him. And I think they blow that out of proportion completely. Um, I, I just, I don't, no one's saying that he's awesome. So I don't, I'm not buying the argument that he's overrated. But we've got Reverend Cam. He's got something for us in Illinois. What's going on, Reverend? Yeah, uh, first off, opinions are overrated. <laughs> but it's a sports we'll talk radio, man. There. This is the business. That's all we got is our opinions, Rev. Well, you know, and I got one, too, so we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Years ago, they had an NBA 50 greatest all time. Scottie Pippen was put on there. And as soon as Michael Jordan left, how did he fare? That's also at the end of his career. You could say the same thing about Jordan when he left. How did Jordan fare, right? Like You're judging them at the end of their career. No, I'm judging Pippen while Jordan was gone. Still with the Bulls, not with the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're one of the 50 greatest in all of the NBA, you should have did a whole lot better, I think. Well, I, mean, I remember. I mean, those, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, remember? Are great. I know, I know. But Rev, you remember this? Remember in '94 when Pippen was dunking on Patrick Ewing, and the the Bulls were in the in the series against the Knicks and got absolutely hosed, hosed. What was it? Hugh Hollins with a terrible call in that series. Yeah, it it's not as if they turned into this grease fire of a squad that did nothing. Well, you want to talk 50, 50 greatest, you know, if, if if he belonged on that list, I mean, you know, he had to pick up some slack, or some slack, but from Jordan, yeah, whenever he left. But uh, he just, uh, me being from Illinois, just kind of let me down, you know. I get it, but you when, in, in those two years that Jordan – was absent. I mean, he averaged twenty-two points respectively, twenty-one the, the the second year, uh, three steals a game, led the league in steals, uh, almost nine rebounds a game. Right, like, th- this that's not overrated at all. No, no, 
No, I don't think so at all. That, that That's was, the thing, man. It's, it goes numbers. back to what we said before. You know, the expectations. When they're winning championships, those were the expectations. So anything short of that seems like, you know, and they his, had the Suns record last season. Right. <laughs> and his defense? <laughs> Do you oh, remember dude. when he took Mark Jackson out of the playoffs oh, completely and, oh, and had was, him starting the offense? He, he yes. made him pick his dribble up before he crossed half court. Right, and that was a seven-game series against the Pacers. It was un. He completely shut right. him down eight times. He's a first-team All NBA player. That is, that's eight not times. very that's, overrated. That's, that's that's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. It would help gamblers, but I'm actually against it. I don't know what's happened to me, Ephraim. I'll tell you what that's all about coming up next. Brian Noe, Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Fun fact, Ephraim, Scottie Pippen's middle name, Maurice. Never knew that. Wow. Maurice. Maurice. What is it? The uh, Steve Miller Band song? All you need is a guitar. Like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, before we get back to the, the GOAT rankings, man, people are checking in. We like this. The all-time overrated GOAT list. The greatest of all time in terms of being overrated, which... <laughs> It sounds like a oxymoron, but it does make sense, right? Yeah. Before we get to that, I wanted to throw this out at you, Ephraim, because you're obviously not only a former NFL player, former college football player. Aztecs got a lot of pride for San Diego State, right? Absolutely. So something caught my eye this week. Big Ten athletic directors, they have proposed to the NCAA Football Oversight Committee that they should have injury reports and they cited that the NFL, they they have three different reports throughout the week updating their, their practice participation, those sorts of things. And me personally, I get it because they're trying to be ahead of the curve. They're trying to be transparent in terms of the betting that's going to be ramping up with it being on a state-to-state basis, whether they say, cool, you can do it or no, we're not taking part in that. I get the thinking behind it, but... These guys are in college, Ephraim, and you know as well as I do, this has been a big beef with the NFL, with just injuries being known. What do you think is going to happen if a starting left tackle has a shoulder injury? You're going to go right after the shoulder. I don't think that should be happening in college football. You with me on that, Ephraim? Oh. His Ephraim, headphones uh, died. His headphones died. Ephraim's headphones uh, took a turn for the worse right there. So apparently his headphones were overrated. <laughs> <laughs> were they bought from Foxborough, Papa Bear? Is that what happened? Well, apparently um, Bill Belichick like did something with the headsets. And I'm back. Yeah, the Patriots came in here and was messing around <laughs> yeah. with something in here. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. I, you know what was weird, Ephraim, is I heard you whisper something while I was finishing up that little spiel. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was thinking, I'm like, what the heck did what, Ephraim just what say, is, man? What is going on here? Yeah. 
What were you like? My, my headphones. My headphones just died. I was like, is that what happened? Code red. Code, code red. <laughs> I can't hear code anything. Red. Send them in. <laughs> Send them in. I'll just say it briefly. I don't think in college football you should have injury reports because in the NFL, look, man, if the middle linebacker has a knee injury, what do you think the starting guard is going to do? They're going to hit him right in the knee. Like, that's fine for professional football. I wouldn't want to see that in the college game. Yeah, and it does does happen like that. You see somebody with an injury and you know that you you target it. You go after it. It, That's just what it is. And I don't think you need injury reports in – in college sports. Yeah. They're not professionals. They're amateur athletes and, you know, they're students. So I, I don't I don't think you need to know, you know, for gambling reasons or whatever reason that is. I just think, you know, it's fine the way it is now. You prepare right. for everything, right? Get your get your money's worth, uh, coach, do your job. And 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 so be it. Yeah, and I look. I gamble from time to time, Ephraim. <laughs> Do you? you? Know, this would help me as a gambler if I knew that the starting quarterback had a shoulder injury or whatever. Right, but right. In the NFL, these are grown men. You know, we're talking about young men in college football. So even if you ended up paying them, and so hopefully that happens sometime soon down the road. Even if you were doing that and their amateur status was no longer, you know, the deal, I still don't think injury reports should be. You're talking about, you know, 18, 19 year old kids. I don't think your your injury should be known and thus targeted on in that stage of your career. You're like right. It. It, it it you know it, it's no need for it. I I don't see what the need for it is. Uh, outside of college teams prepare, you know for for schemes and 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 all of that and you know it the professional game it's so much riding on it right and it's transparency you don't want guys hiding injuries you don't want guys trying to you know cheat or or do things like that mm-hmm. uh because it's a business it's a professional sport right and you need and 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 that type of transparency is needed now, the NCAA need NCAA needs a different type of transparency, but not in terms of the injury report. To open what type is books. that? Open those books. Open those books, man. Let's see where this money's going. <laughs> right? You would yeah, you agree that's with nice that? Nice new car, Chancellor. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's open those books. Let's see where this. You know. Let's see what his money's really going. Where are these billions going? going exactly? What are we doing over here? What is oh, happening? it's a nice fountain on campus. That's the. It doesn't cost nineteen billion, right? right? How, how much are you giving the the women's swimming team? You know, they're always quick to say, "Oh, we have to support all the sports." Well, let's look. Let's look and see where where the money's being allocated. That's the type of um, transparency we need from from them. I hear you. Getting back to the goat rankings, overrated athletes all time. This guy, we got on this uh, topic because Ronda Rousey, she was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. And I would have her on my, you know, rankings highly. Not saying her entire career was a sham, but when you're saying she could beat up 
great prize fighters who happen to be men, ah, you lose me on that one. And she's <laughs> losing a Holly Holm the next time we, we blink. So I would have her there. That's how we got onto this whole thing, if you're just joining us. But Jay is in Louisiana. He's got someone for this this ranking list here. What do you have for us, Jay? I, I think this one's obvious. And in, in, in some cases, it's not necessarily this guy's fault. But, but uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre has to be at the top of the overrated list. You have John Madden basically worshiping at the altar of Brett Favre for about 10 years. And, and it really comes down to his Super Bowl win with him taking off his helmet and running down the field and, and the my dad died game that he played in Oakland. Every other time this guy was supposed to do what everybody said that he always did, he would throw 15 interceptions, and people, oh, he's a cowboy. He never misses a game. He's a gunslinger. Look at the smile. He's the man. Cold weather. Brett Favre, overrated. The reason he has as many yards as he has, the reason that he has as many touchdowns as he had, was because he was a selfish player who at times probably never should have been on the field because of his injury. And he cost, uh, because of his passion to play, overruled his common sense and his coaches and all of his hype. Brett Favre, top of the list, man. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's <laughs> hot take. Yeah. There was some steam coming from the phone. With the <laughs> there, rack there em, rack some steam rack coming, coming from there. Uh, but, you know, you look at Brett Favre's career, that's 71,838 yards. Three straight MVPs. Uh, There's a lot on the good side. It wasn't all just hyperbole. No, it, it, it wasn't. I mean, Iron was, Man streak, that wasn't all selfish. He, he was there every game. Yeah. He played 16 or more games. Yeah. From his third year until his hundredth, it's what it yeah. seems like. From 1993 until 2010, he played every game. <laughs> it's cra- it, it can't be overlooked because of the obvious. And How it's not could to say that... Aaron Rodgers is weak, but you you cannot overlook availability. At a time when they weren't protecting quarterbacks. Right, right. And on top of being available, it's not like he was just out there. He was carving teams up. Wasn't missing games like J.J. Watt. Wow. 508 touchdowns. Yeah. Let's let's pick this back up where we leave it here. But we hand the baton right now like it's a 4 by 100 relay. You know? <laughs> Lots of text messages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm handing the baton to Steve DeSager. He will hand the baton to you, Ephraim, and we'll pick this back up. with Now a little track here. reference. You know, you'd mentioned the Michael Johnson match race back yeah, in the who 90s. Yeah, it against? I who looked it up. That? It was the year after the 96 Olympics. It was the 200-meter champ Johnson against Canada's 100-meter champ, Donovan Bailey. And the race was Donovan at 150 Bailey. meters. Johnson pulled up. Because that was at lost. the Sky Dome, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it was. And they had, unlike the golf thing that you mentioned, where it would be 10 mil winner take all, this uh-huh. was winner 100, uh, 1.5 million, loser half a million. Really? Tiger Woods' quote that I saw were. was it's just 
enough to make Phil uncomfortable. In other words, you got a like golf that. shot with 10 mil on the line. Is That's really <laughs> what they're looking for. And you mentioned Mbappe, the teenager for France, who's going to be in the semifinals against yeah. Belgium next week. He had a game. He had incredible speed, obviously, that we've seen in this tournament. He had a game for his club in Paris where his average run was 22 miles an hour. And he had one that was 27 miles an hour clocked during a game. This is not just practice. He can merge onto the freeway. <laughs> I, I've been behind people that are not going 27 right. <laughs> merging onto the freeway. As for Major League Baseball tonight, a guy for the Washington Nationals had 10 RBIs. Mark Reynolds, who hit 30 homers last year for Colorado, but was signed by no one until mid-April of this season. Reynolds in D.C. tonight went 5-for-5, five five, two home runs, 10 runs batted in, and the Nationals won 18-4 to over the Marlins. The Dodgers are leading 3-1 in Anaheim, two outs bottom of the ninth against the Angels. Yasiel Puig with a late home run. Mike Trout for the Halos is... Three for four with a home run for their only scoring. Bottom of the eighth in Kansas City. The Royals have lost seven in a row. They're losing tonight 8-4 to Boston. And in the late game, the Padres have a 2-0 lead at Arizona. Bottom of the first, that would be great news for the Dodgers. You're trying to get back into a tie for the NL West lead. Houston won its fifth straight game. Colorado won its fifth in a row. Philadelphia won its sixth straight game. And an 11-inning win for Oakland, 6-3 at Cleveland. At the World Cup quarterfinals, England shut out Sweden 2-0. Croatia on penalty kicks eliminated Russia, and they're late in the NASCAR 400 at Daytona tonight. Casey Kane, the leader, Kevin Harvick in second. And last add on the Joe Namath reference for being overrated. He is a Hall of Famer, and his first five years with the Jets were great. But I did the math. His last eight seasons in the NFL, record of 25 and 40 which made him have a losing record overall for his career and get into the Hall of Fame, in addition to all the interceptions that you mentioned. Yeah, a lot more interceptions. What was the number? I have to look it up. He's like 47 around there. More interceptions than touchdowns for his career. Yeah, it's like 175 touchdowns, 225 interceptions. Yeah, Yeah, somewhere around there. It's just too much. Too many picks, Steve DeSager. Too many. Not enough touchdowns. It's Brian No, Andy from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Feeling hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So final verdict. Verdict with uh, Jay in Louisiana saying Brett Favre. And listen, he stated the the case very well. But do you agree with it? No, Brett I don't. Favre on the all-time GOAT list in terms of being overrated. No, anybody who can be that available in a, in a brutal sport like football and win a, a championship and three-time MVP, throw over 500 touchdowns, I mean, how do you – how is that being overrated? Yeah. And I know, look, man, we all know his career, and we all know that he threw some huge interceptions huge. and some huge moments The with the Vikings throwing across the middle late. That was, was a horrible was decision. Awful. Yeah, brutal. The What gets forgotten about was, you know, the – the Giants beating the Patriots when the Patriots were undefeated. Yes! The NFC title game, he threw an interception in overtime to Corey Webster. Like That, that was one of the main reasons they lost. Right. You could have had Brett Favre in that Super Bowl. If Brett Favre beat the undefeated Patriots in that Super Bowl, he would have literally levitated off the football field. <laughs> he would have turned, turned into gold dust and would have worshipped him. <laughs> 
from uh, here and forever if that would have happened. Uh, but that's how close they were. But, so I get it. You can make a strong case the other way, but I think to call him the most overrated, when you've got, you got guys like Tim Tebow on that, how can Favre trump Tebow on the all-time overrated list? How? You can't. No. No. It can't happen. You can't. It, no. That's that. That's not, no. 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 I, I want, what do you have? Go from? ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wanted to circle back to Andrew Luck because Gavin, our trusted producer, he brought up Andrew Luck on this. And a lot of people that agree with this. You actually sounded like you agreed with this. He from you on, on board yeah, with I him was saying like, Luck? Hmm, that sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and Gavin, he circled back. This wasn't on air. Uh, which is where Gavin makes his good arguments. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, he said that it's for the guy who is the number one overall pick. He's the chosen one. This guy is unbelievable. And he hasn't lived up to that hype. I understand that. But I think what this guy does well is overlooked more than it should be. Taking that Colts roster, which was not good to the playoffs for three straight years, oh. getting to the AFC title game, when that just was not a quality roster ever. And I know he was injured all last year, but his 2016 season, again, with a bad roster, this dude threw 31 touchdowns and 13 picks. His passer rating was around 96 with that roster. That's great production, and no one seems to care whatsoever. No, because it's been two years of nothing. Well, it's last year of nothing. Well, last year. Right. You know, uh, and... Yeah, but we still haven't seen him throw, right? And it's all sure. So it, you you get tiresome. So it's just like, oh, okay. Well, the division has moved on. You got a new star in the division, and uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. So it's is it the jury's out? We don't know what Andrew Luck looks like right now. He's still young, right? He's going into his sixth year. Right. We don't know what he looks like. And the amount of hype around him, it just, I, I understand that it's tiresome because ch- just come and play, please. Mm-hmm. Let's show up and play and let's see what we have. Because now it's new blood. It's a new star in the division. Jacksonville has has, has woken up defensively and they're, you know, can make a run at the division now. It's not the Colts division anymore. And it had been, you know, from the time Peyton Manning got there all the way through when Andrew Luck took over. Yeah, it has been. I just look at it, Ephraim, where he's thrown 132 touchdowns and 68 interceptions. It's pretty good. That's really good. And you start comparing it to a few guys. Think about Jameis Winston. Think about Marcus Mariota. You know? I would say they're overrated. Think about some of those guys, top picks. But they're not talked about so you know right that's the and that's where I go back to luck this thought of him being overrated we're a long we're years removed from all that like he's the awesomest guy type of talk (laughs) we're we're six years removed from that it's evolved to this guy he doesn't live up to the hype if anything he's underrated in my book Gavin just said Derek Carr 
Ooh. He's just trying to yeah. Rise okay, up well, Gavin can go can go straight to hell. How about that? <laughs> Is Derek Carr I, overrated? He's underrated. I don't think so I don't think he's overrated. His quarterback rating has never topped fifty five. Ouch. He was hurt last it, year. It had to. Are you talking QBR? Yeah, that's a lie. Okay, that's a QBR. lie. You are fake news. No, his, his, his QBR, is his, his highest was 54, and that was in 2016. He's never hit 4,000 yards. So? 398, 3,987. <laughs> it's like you're just picking like, oh, 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 oh. You're, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That, that with was the 32, year he got injured. With 32 touchdowns oh. and 13 interceptions. He's also a losing quarterback. <laughs> He's never released a mixtape. You got any other stats yeah. you want to throw out there? He has 103 touchdowns, 44 interceptions. Oh, that's really good, man. And he that, has a quarterback rate. He has a rating of 87.5. Think about would they lose their first 10 games under Derek Carr? Something like that. But that they were decrepit. Horrible. Like, he turned them into a contender going 12-4 and four and having an MVP Again, caliber season. I'm not saying he's not talented or good, but they've he gets oh, he's overrated by people calling him one of the elite quarterbacks he, in the he's NFL. He's definitely not elite. He's elite. And by the way, Philip Rivers is overrated, elite. all right? How about that? People know the deal with Philip Rivers. Yeah, so. he sucks. Goodness. <laughs> this has turned into a fight. <laughs> There's the hostility we were looking for that was non-patriot-like. Yeah. Right? I will cut you. It wasn't you. related. We found, see, escalated. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. We got some audio that will put an enormous smile on your face. We celebrate a grand occasion around the corner. It's Brian Noen, Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian, no, Annie from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Ephraim, it is a historic day. 22 years ago, something just gigantic happened in the sports world. Just listen and let it wash over you. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW! He is the third man! Look at this this picture! Oh my God! What the hell is going on? That's when Hulk Hogan joined NWO. Joining Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. 22 years ago to the day, big man. Did you get into those NWO days at all? No, not at all. (laughs) I I stopped after the WWF. Wow, man. Yeah, you weren't even there for the WCW. WCW. You weren't even there for those days, huh? No, no. When when I found out it was all make-believe, then I just was, I'm good. Yeah, you were done with that. Then I switched to the UFC. Did you have any love for Mean Gene Okerlund? Yeah, I like Mean Gene. Mean Gene. We got a little bit of Hulk Hogan after turning NWO 22 years ago to the day. 
Um, first off, I didn't know the NWO originally stood for this. But listen to this sound, and then he threatens Mean Gene. I think this is hilarious, too. Check it out. What you gonna do when the New World Organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna do? don't touch me. I'm gonna flee the lawyers. Cody, Bobby, Dusty, damn it. Let's get back to you. That's great. I didn't know New it was originally called. The, yeah. Organization. Huh. At some point, they're like, order sounds way better than organization. Let's yeah. roll with that. Yeah. Um, Stipe Miocic in a big fight that no one's talking about whatsoever against Daniel Cormier tonight. UFC pay-per-view. I like this yesterday. This caught my attention in the weigh-in. He did an interview, um, and this is how it sounded. Check it out. I'm here with the champ. Stipe, you've already broken all the records. You are the most accomplished heavyweight champion in the history of the UFC, but tomorrow night you get a very unique opportunity for a super fight against the current light heavyweight champion. What does this mean to you? I love this Ain't nothing changing. And still. Good luck to you, sir. (laughs) Hilarious. I love this bleep. I, ain't, I love ain't that. Ain't nothing changing and ain't still. Nothing, and still. That's great. Oh, that was so good. How about Joe Rogan's career? Oh, Man. my goodness. That, that is, you don't see that all the time. Comedian, right? Fear Factor, UFC. Yeah. That's a different career arc right there. And while we're playing entertaining audio, Ephraim, this is a good one. This is from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp play-by-play man, Roger Hoover. Check this out. Swing, and that's fouled straight back and off my computer. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So my computer is uh, completely cracked. I tried to put my hand up and stop the baseball, and it went straight back. (laughs) And this just became one of the worst days I have had in quite some time. (laughs) That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. This I just became... listened to how quickly that foul ball got there. Was he behind like the catcher? Yeah, I think I think he was like up in the 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 box, right? He's right on the plate. Check it out. Swing and that's foul straight back and <laughs> off my computer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So my computer is uh, completely cracked. I tried to put my hand up and stop the baseball, and it went straight back. And this just became one of the worst days I have had in quite some time. That is amazing sound right there. That reminds me from I did uh, I had to do high school football play-by-play for a little bit. I was in Fresno, California, and I didn't know anything about the teams. I really didn't know much at all. And the color commentator knew it all. He had coached. He knew all of his stuff. And he just, he didn't show up one night of a game. <laughs> and I'm just trying to make it happen. I went Vince Scully. I was the play-by-play and color commentator. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't good. And that's Put why it put hair great. on my chest. That's all that matters. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.